This, this is the news and talk station of New York with Greg Kelly. Real, real New York 77 WABC. Oh, I wish I could go to Never Never Land, uh, but uh, here I am in New York City, the COVID capital of the world. No, I'm just kidding. I'm Lydia Sarani, in for Greg Kelly. Can you believe it's New Year's Eve, right? We thought we'd be this would be over with. Where I, I actually bought like this really cute sparkly dress. Uh, my husband was not happy with me when it came in the mail, but you know it was it's so cute. It was like long sleeved and everything, you know, and it was like kind of like the shift dress type of thing. Not too short, but not long, you know, cute. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna wear my black stockings and uh, my uh, cushion Louboutins, my my pumps that I have. And I was like, oh, we're I'm definitely we're gonna go to a party this year because it's been like two years of lockdowns. We can't take this anymore. And sure enough, here we are again talking about COVID positives left and right long lines. I mean, it is, it, it's, you know, you know, you know how you know it's bad that the COVID cases are out of control when you've got MSN, MSNBC, NBC, CNN, and all the other communist networks saying just how bad it is out there. Number four. Only relentless lines to get tested with an ongoing shortage of COVID tests nationwide from Wisconsin. I tried coming here yesterday, but the line was ridiculously long. To Miami, where lines stretch literally for miles. And the lines continue on and on. I'm Lydia Serrano again, in for Greg Kelly. Give me a call, 1-800-848-WABC. That number is 1-800-848-WABC. Well, whose fault is it for all the COVID testing catastrophes and and the vaccines? All, all All this nonsense. I mean, think about it. You can't even get a COVID test. My husband, he's been feeling under the weather, and he has a cold. And he's like, let me go get a COVID test. So we tried a couple places around where we live and the lines are forget it. And he's I have to go to work. And it's just this is embarrassing. This is so ridiculous. Here we are. OK, but thank God. I, so now I, I got some uh, breaking news for you. Breaking news. WABC. I agree with Dr. Fauci and he has told the truth. Dr. Fauci has told the truth. If that's not breaking news, I I don't know what is. Take a listen, number two. If you look at the children who are hospitalized, many of them are hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. And what we mean by that, if a child goes in the hospital, they automatically get tested for COVID and they get counted as a COVID hospitalized individual. When in fact, they may go in for a broken leg. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. If that is not the biggest breaking news you have heard all day long, that Dr. Fauci has just told the truth, then I don't know what is. Not only did Dr. Fauci tell the truth, Dr. Mitch Katz, who is a New York City health and hospital CEO, he actually told the truth, too. Number one. And that's when I discovered that a large number of the people who we were admitting with COVID, they didn't come because of COVID. They didn't come because they had shortness of breath or cough. Some of them were in traumas. Some of them had exacerbations of diabetes or congestive heart failure. They came for that reason with symptoms consistent with those illnesses. 
oh my god oh my god i'm i'm falling out of my chair diego do you really see do you see me i'm like i'm falling i i can't i i i i i just can't believe this they're telling the truth that's what's going on. This Omicron variant, we got the COVID positive tests and people are being hospitalized. But the only reason they're counting them as COVID cases and ho- hospitalized COVID cases is because they have to test them for COVID when they come in because they have to separate people that are COVID positive from people that are COVID negative. It's not necessarily these hospitalizations and kids being hospitalized because of COVID. They are being hospitalized for other serious conditions and then they happen to test positive for covid amazing right this is incredible news meanwhile you got alexandria acacia cortez guess where she is is she in the bronx handing out covid tests you know that's her her uh you know to be helpful to her constituents is she in the projects making sure people can get the monoclonal antibody treatment since the new york hospitals are running low is she handing out kn95 masks is she you know is she uh, what else could she be doing i guess for for covid i could she uh, you know anything right is she delivering meals to people that are home because they can't they can't go outside they're too sick or something like that no 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 AOC, she's chilling. She's chilling in Miami, maskless. There's all these pictures. Does she deserve a vacation? Everybody deserves a vacation. Everybody deserves some sunshine and to be out there and being in a free state like Florida. But could you imagine if she was a Republican and she was out in Miami while the Bronx has one of the highest rates of COVID right now? I mean, she's chilling. Remember what they did to Ted Cruz when there was that that uh, ice storm, what they did to him because he was gone for like less than 24 hours. They eviscerated him for days, for days. And he just was accompanying his daughters down to Mexico. And meanwhile, we got a crisis, COVID, this and that, whatever. And she's chilling. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, did you hear what her staffer did? Okay, let me find. Where, where did I put that article? Ah, oh, yes. Her staffer actually called Israel a racist European ethnostate built on stolen land. He put this out on one of his social media posts. By the way, I'm Lydia Serrana in for Greg Kelly, and we're talking about AOC. So her staffer's name is Hussein Alatamimi. He's a legislative assistant to Representative Ocasio-Cortez. He joined the office last month. He reportedly shared a picture of himself with the Congresswoman Instagram, adding the caption, New Beginnings, back in November. He also used his Instagram account to target Israel, a key Middle Eastern uh, ally to the U.S., obviously. And in a Christmas Eve Instagram story, he wrote, Israel is a racist European ethnostate built on stolen land, from its indigenous population. So what do you think happened to him? Then, oh, by the way, his caption was added to a post he also shared from an account that said, let's talk Palestine. So what do you think happened to him? Was he fired? Was he reprimanded? No, no, he just deleted it. And is anybody talking about it? Could you imagine if it was a Republican and his staffer said something against Jewish people like this? said something as as racist as 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 like this as so anti-semitic it would be game over but because it is a radical lefty squad member this is what i mean about this kind of two-tier uh ju- justice system and i i don't know we all we got to keep doing is calling them out calling them out when do i have to go to break diego i got to go to break now okay good so i see the phone calls uh 
coming in, 1-800-848-WABC. I'm Lydia Serrano in for Greg Kelly. When we come back, I'll be taking your phone calls. And I do have some more breaking news. This this is the news and talk station of New York with Greg Kelly. Real, real New York, 77 WABC. Young H.O. Raps great for dead. Back to take over the flow. Now break bread. I'm in Boeing Jets. Flow Express. Out the country but the blueberries still connect. On the low but the guy got a triple deck. But when you young with the respect. Yep. Yep. Grand opening. Grand closing. Damn your manhole. Crack the can open again. Who you gonna find open ahead with no pain? Just draw inspiration. Who you gonna see? You can't replace him with cheap irritations. Well, well, it is Lydia Serrano. That's some Jay-Z, the Brooklyn roll. We got the Bronx roll right in here. I am filling in for Greg Kelly, who is enjoying some time off with his beautiful family. And you guys make fun of my little breaking news button. Then I use a cat's Matitis, but I'm going to use it again. Look, hit that breaking news. Hit the breaking news. WABC. But see, I'm using it in a more facetious manner. Uh, New York is prioritizing non-white people. For COVID treatments, and they're doing this to fight inequity. In light of the shortage of oral antibody and monoclonal antibody treatments in New York, the New York State Health Department has now issued new guidelines for health professionals because they got to ration out the medication. And now one of the criteria is to be non-white race or Hispanic Latino ethnicity, and they should be considered a high risk, and therefore they should have first priority over a white person, okay? And by the way, uh, Hochul also declared in a a group of legislation, she is saying that racism is now a public health crisis. So she is beyond woke. She is whack, okay? She is whack as woke. I mean, my God, are you kidding me? The reason why, see, I'm getting all fired up because I knew this is true. I knew this was happening because a friend of mine's wife had trouble breathing. If you listened to the show yesterday, I mentioned this, right? She went to the hospital. She couldn't even, she has trouble breathing. She's been sick for a few days now, very lethargic, can barely walk up a flight of stairs, all these things. They refused to give her the monoclonal antibody treatment because they said she wasn't at risk. And they sent her home with just some Advil. And I said to my friend, I said, I bet it's because she's white. And then lo and behold, did a little digging, did a little research in the Department of Health. Yes, we are running low on the antibody treatments. Thank you so much, Biden administration, for failing us again. And yes, if you are white, if you are uh, under the age of 65, if you don't have any underlying conditions, you're screwed. If you go to the hospital, they're going to want you to just tough it out. So I guess you should just go there. And even if you're white, you can say, well, I identify as black. You know, you can be that Rachel Dolezal lady. You could say, I identify. I am black. I am I am black. Just say I am black. I am Latino. Just say it. Because, I mean, can they deny it? I mean, if we can, if we could, if people can say they are male and they're not, and they just, and, and, or a female and they're cutting off body parts or they're taking hormones and they still got the penis or whatever, the dingling, then why can't we identify as a certain race? I mean, this is so crazy. We shouldn't even have to do something like this. And then Hochul to say racism is a public health crisis? Come on, lady. Come on. Well, she's probably going to say whites. I, I Yes, because there's all these white supremacists running around. Listen, I know she was focusing on the uh, anti-Asian attacks. 
which are horrific. But you know who's attacking the Asians, right? Little secret. You know who it is? It's mentally ill people. And guess what color they are? They're black. Mm, Okay. Oh, let's go to the phone calls. Let's go to John from New Jersey. Yeah, I just had a quick comment. Everybody's trying to make this woman, Cortez, sound cool, especially young people. AOC, AOC. Stop calling her that. Congresswoman Cortez. You know, you meet older people. They don't even know what AOC means. It's like some mystery thing. Stop (laughs) making her sound cool. If anything, call her Congresswoman Cortez the idiot. Because that's really a cool name for her. Yes, I, I, I agree. I agree, John from New Jersey. I can't even believe that, you know, I blame this on Crowley, the guy who didn't even bother running properly that had that office beforehand. He just, he totally underestimated the power of social media because that's why she won. And because she's pretty. I I know people don't want to say that. What are you talking about, Lydia? She looks like a donkey, this and that. But the fact, and her name, of course, Ocasio-Cortez, that's why she has the Ocasio-Cortez because Ocasio could make her sound like she's Italian, but she, and then she's that's why she had to hyphenate it and put the Cortez, and that's essentially why she won. Nobody knew who she is. She's not from the Bronx, because people from the Bronx sound like me. They sound like Mike Garcia, the guy that does the sports in the morning. They sound like Diego, or where are you from? Michigan. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're from Michigan, so you don't count. You, you guys are just like white, and you drink the water there. We, we, there's something up with the water. I have a lot of relatives out there. My husband, we were like, yo, something's up with the water, because no, no offense, there's a lot of weirdos out in Michigan. Uh, but they sound like me. They don't sound like this. That's how Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, they don't sound like this. They don't make up, they don't, they, 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 they don't say about a social inequality and the patriarchy society and our ethno state and indigenous people and all these and that. Listen, we want to talk about her staffer talking about indigenous, uh, whatever that person said. How about Zionism should be the indigenous people's movement? How about that? How about that? Let's let's use their words against them. More phone calls. Let's go to Marianne from Long Island. Hi, Lydia. I love you. I really do. I love you You're too, great. Uh, I just wanted to comment about all these people calling nine one one and all this in this country. Okay, on other people and stuff. You know, and all the Democrats and everybody, you know, in Biden's administration acting stupid and stuff, AOC and all that, you know, they're going to have karma. They're going to get it. I agree, Marianne. They are going to have karma because God don't like ugly. He really doesn't. You know, I'll tell you a quick story before we got to go to break. Somebody lied on me. You know, they lied on me. This was a couple months ago. He lied on me and everybody believed him over me. And I was like, okay, okay. And I didn't bother fighting it. And I was like, I'm just going to take it. And then out of nowhere, all on his own, all on God's own uh, in the making, the truth was revealed. And the person that believed that guy over me actually came to me and looked at me without me saying a word and said, Wow, you know, I you were you were right. I I just cited, and I said because God sees all. Even if you don't see it at the time, even if that person does, every I'm telling you, just like Ghislaine Maxwell, she was living the high life with Jeffrey Epstein on the planes and this and that, and they were abusing women left and right. And now look at her. Now look at her. She's going to be spending the rest of her life behind bars in this tiny little dirty cell, and that's exactly 
where she belongs. We've got no lines open. Otherwise, I would call it. I would give out the number. I'll give it out anyway. 1-800-848-WABC. I'm Lydia Serrani in for Greg Kelly. We'll be right back. This, this is the news and talk station of New York with Greg Kelly. Real, real New York. 77 WABC. I love Madonna. Keep it going. I just want to be But we are prisons. We are prisons by mad politicians that they want their control. They want us they want us to be beholden to them and tell us how to live our lives and where we can eat and where we can bring our kids. And if you go to Burger King and your kid is not vaccinated or you go to Applebee's, the SWAT team's gonna come in. I wish I was exaggerating, but I'm telling the truth. I'm Lydia Serrani in for Greg Kelly. I just got a message from Marty Pillar, and he's like, oh, my God, Lydia, I can't believe you're saying that Dr. Fauci is being honest. How could you? He's the most evil, disgusting person alive. Listen, I agree with you. He is a disgusting, evil person, but even a broken clock is right twice, you know, twice a day, right? He's he clear. I agree with you, Marty. He's backpedaling because thankfully, even the the radical journalists, well, I shouldn't call them journalists, uh, the radical propaganda machines are starting to realize that they are full of it, that these officials are lying to us. And Fauci is probably thinking, well, maybe I should start telling the truth because they're going to take away my golden parachute of $350,000 a year. Yeah, that's what's going to happen when he retires. He's going to get $350,000 a year, the highest federal pension of any employee. And this guy is probably responsible for more deaths than Governor Cuomo because of all of his misinformation that he has doled out there. The flip-flopping and the politicization of everything, the fighting with Rand Paul, the lies. He should have just been honest from the beginning. He shouldn't be on TV all the time. He shouldn't be getting into these long discussions. He is he's he was never hired to do that. He's the he's the nation's top doctor on infectious diseases. What is he, what is he doing? I I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't understand how he's been able to keep his job and how he's going to make like all this money. And that's the three fifty, the three hundred fifty thousand. That's not including his uh, insurance and the cost of living increases. Yeah, I know. It makes you sick, right? It makes me. It makes me so sick. Uh, let's go to Chris from upstate New York. Yes. Hi. Good afternoon, Lydia. How are you? Good. Good. Um, so I just recently had COVID. And um, uh, the the lack of early treatment, I mean, I think we're all realizing now is absolutely criminal. You know, you start out at A, which is you've got COVID, and then they skip all the way to Z, which is go to the hospital if you feel like you're going to die. And there's nothing in between. And and the doctors are, are being as ne- negligent as ever. I mean, I, I thought I had a good doctor, and I called my doctor's office and told them I had COVID, and they were like, basically like, well, why are you calling us? Literally, like, they really had nothing to tell me. They couldn't reassure me about anything. 
They were very kind of wishy-washy about me getting the monoclonal antibodies. I had to basically, because my daughter's a nurse, demand steroids and antibiotics from them, which I think saved me from getting pneumonia. Because when I wound up actually going in to get checked, because I demanded after I wasn't contagious anymore, you have to listen to my lungs because I'm still coughing. Oh, we'll do a virtual. I said, no, you can't do a virtual. Someone needs to listen to my lungs. I had bronchitis. Right. So then I had to go on steroids again. So the whole thing is they're complaining that the hospitals are overrun with people with COVID, complications due to COVID, but they're not looking into treating them. And I think now, you know, you talked about backpedaling. They're going to start backpedaling because they're going to realize now we better start treating people because now everyone really basically is getting COVID. Right, Chris, from upstate. Yes, I I agree with you. And the fact that we know that steroid treatments work, Z-Packs work, zinc works, vitamin D works, a lot of things work. There are a lot of therapeutics out there. The Paxlovid, which is is that antiviral pill by Pfizer, which is, according to Pfizer, cuts uh, death and hospitalizations by 90%. This has been such a monumental failure on all fronts. And rather than Dr. Fauci talking about that or the head of the CDC talking about, uh, hey, you know, because a lot of the doctors, they do go by by what Fauci and what the CDC director, Rochelle Walensky, say. And if they come out and said and issued new guidelines for the hospitals and for the doctors, like you said, and 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 said, okay, this is what's going to happen. If you have a patient that's X, Y and Z, you should give them X, Y and Z. They should get the steroids. They should get maybe blood uh, thinning medication if they're this. They if they're obese, they should get this. They should get the monoclonal antibodies for this, that. I mean, the fact that the New York State Health Department has now issued a directive saying that non-white people should have preference over white people to get the antibody treatment is so racist, is so ridiculous. And you'll say, well, Lydia, the studies show, the statistics show that black and Hispanic people have higher mortality rates when it comes to COVID than white people. It's not because they're black. It's not because they're Spanish. It's because there's a higher obesity issue among people that are black and Hispanic. Yes. And that's what this really, why, why can't they say that? That would be more preferable to me if we said, okay, if you have a BMI of X, Y, and Z, why does it have to, everything have to do with race? Why does it have to do with that? Why it, it even with our medical treatment, we got to be woke. We have to risk people's lives in order to be woke and to be politically correct. Why not state the truth? If you have a BMI of this, if you have diabetes, this, because yes, more black people have diabetes. Why, why not be more specific? But instead, I'm so disappointed in Hochul. I'm so, so disappointed. I don't even know what more to say about her. I got one line open, 1-800-848-WABC. I'm Lydia Serrani in for Greg Kelly. Let's go to Christian from Dover, New Jersey. Oh, hey, Lydia. Hey, I, I love listening to you every time I get a chance to hear you on WABC. Um, a couple of points here. I, this past week, I just I think I saw the leftist propaganda machine at work uh, in the swamp being so deep. And here, here's what I saw. Exhibit A, the FDA suddenly conveniently drops the point that the masks may not work. Um, and then the CDC says conveniently that all of a sudden Omicron cases aren't as high as they thought they were. All to help out, in my opinion, Biden, who's getting slammed so bad. For the test this week, and I just wanted to know what your opinion about that is. 
My opinion is that they never know what they they did. They've not known what they're talking about from the beginning. They've been lying to us and kind of guessing as they go along. And I wish they could have been more honest and say, listen, we don't know. This thing was made in a lab. Clearly, this was not made in nature. We don't know how it got here, but it's here. It's it's multiplying. It's mutating at a rapid pace. We're going to do the best we can. We're going to figure out the therapeutics before somebody dies. Because like Chris from upstate New York said, why does it the only thing they keep pushing vaccines, vaccines, vaccines. Okay, now I have covid. Now what? Now what? Oh, okay. Well, sit home and die. And here's some Advil. No, that's that's not what we should be doing. There's so many other things that can be done to save a person's life. Instead, they don't want to talk about the vitamin D. They don't want to talk about zinc. They don't want to talk about hydroxychloroquine that actually does work because Dr. Zelenko and other doctors have actually used it with success. I'm not saying it's a cure-all. I'm not saying it's going to work on everybody. But we know there are different therapeutics that work for some people, don't work for others. The Paxlovid, the other antiviral medications. There are so many things that can be done. But because you had the right pushing the right pushing those therapeutics that's why the left meaning fauci meaning the cdc everything's become political and it all started with the biden administration he has blood on his hands kamala harris has blood on her hands but we will hold them accountable we will we will hold them accountable together we can do it i am lydia serrani in for greg kelly you can follow me on social media at lydia news l-i-d-i-a-n-e-w-s i'll be right back this, this is the News and Talk Station of New York with Greg Kelly. Real, real New York, 77 WABC. Who knows what this song is? I want more money. No. We got to go to the B.I.G. part. We got to keep playing it, Diego. Keep it up a little bit. Okay, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming right why you know the rather see me die than to see me fly i call all the shots okay we'll play it later we'll get the biggie smalls because that's the best part about it that's p diddy i'm always going to call him p diddy from the boogie down bronx he went to mount st michael i went to spellman just down the block there in baychester avenue welcome back to lydia serrani i am in for greg kelly and this is his show and i'm filling in for him and we got a full board of phone calls my sister just texts me she's like oh no don't mention it but you she knows not to text it because I will mention everything somebody says to me. She said, "You, there are plenty of fat white people out there, so be careful. I know there are a lot of fat white people out there, Lisa. I'm saying that why don't fat white people are just, they should get the antibody treatment just as much as a black person should get it. I'm not saying it should, you should not. If there's a fat white person, they, and they happen to be, listen, the science shows that a fat white person is more likely to die of COVID than a perfectly healthy, like a BMI, uh, like a normal BMI, uh, black person or a Hispanic person. Do you know what I'm saying? That, that's what I'm saying here. It's like a black person shouldn't get preference for the antibody treatment because he or she is black. It should be because they actually need it. So if you're morbidly obese, you, you love your Big Mac meal, the double Big Mac meal and the McRibs and the large fries and all that stuff. Like every, well, I, I do, you know, I'm probably going to get, get some McDonald's myself, which it, by the way, bothers me because I thought they were going to do the breakfast thing 24 hours. And the one down here, I can't do the breakfast thing, but whatever they have the best breakfast mcdonald's that's what i'm saying here why should we discriminate you know fat people deserve love too you should just because you're you know you're white you know doesn't mean you should be deprived of some uh 
antibody treatment. Uh, let's go to the phone calls. Let's go to Pamela from central New Jersey. Hi. Um, when all this is over and good people get back into the pow- power again, there is going to be a Nuremberg trial because that's still on the books, you know, for international inhumanity to man. And when there is, these people who have put into these these racist laws, they are going to jail. Just like the Nazis after the war, this is the same thing. This is against the Constitution. This is against our laws. There, There is going to be a Nuremberg trial. They, they need to serve sentences for what they are doing to this country. Thank you, Pamela, for, for calling in. I never like to compare like anything to do with the Holocaust to anything. You can't, the only thing you can compare a Holocaust to is another Holocaust. But what's going on here is uh, a national disgrace of, of misinformation. That's, that's what's happening here. And it's this panic that they want to set in into the American people so they can maintain control. That's, that's what this ultimately is about. It's just all about control. I want you guys to take a listen to this because we are going to talk about this in the next hour. I'm Lydia Serrani in for Greg Kelly. Chicago, it's out of control. If you think about Chicago, it's like a Midwestern type of, you know, city. And you're like, oh, well, who cares about Chicago? You know, I'm, you know, here in New York because what happens in these democratic cities, it's coming to our city. It's coming to your city very, very soon. Listen to this 911 dispatcher in Chicago. He's an African American guy. His name is Keith Norton, number five. Your neighborhood, guys, if you live in any of those neighborhoods, Northwest Side, your neighborhood is in danger, your community is in danger. Your home is in danger. Your apartment's in danger. Your uh, your business is in danger. All your property's in danger. Your vehicles are in danger. And your lives are in danger. And this includes that of your children as well. Wow. He says everything is in danger because they're not even fully staffing the police department. Somebody gets a sniffles or Omicron. They're staying home for like... Weeks that's, I mean, he's saying things are so out of control. They're sending cops out there by themselves. The cops are too afraid to do their jobs because they don't have the backing of the mayor. Sounds familiar, huh? Like we have here in New York City. Thankfully, de Blasio did his ceremonial walkout. Michael Goodwin had a great article in the New York Post and it was the, the title was fantastic. It said, end of an error. I said it, era, get it? Error. E-R-R-O-R. What what a mistake. What a mistake. And the fact that he got voted in again and look what he did to our city. We were the safest big city in in the world. And Rudy Giuliani took it from, you know, we we had like thousands of people being almost 2000 people being killed in the early 90s and what was going on in the city and Times Square and 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 the subways and all of that, it didn't just happen overnight that Giuliani cleaned it up. And then, of course, you know, it just continued. It it, it was because it, it takes a long time to turn things around. And it also takes some time to send things down the drain. And that's what happened with de Blasio. The decriminalization of marijuana, the decriminalization of jumping the turnstile, and all these other things that have been happening. The disbanding of the anti-crime unit, the disbanding of the broken windows policy, stop, question, and frisk. And that's why we're seeing the shootings that we're seeing. That's why we're seeing a, a homicide rate of almost 500. This is why. And it's because of feckless leaders. 
like Mayor Lightfoot in Chicago and like de Blasio here in New York City and so many other leaders throughout the country. And everything is politicized. And if you say anything that disagrees with the left narrative, you, 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 you could get canceled. You could lose your job. Just like that transgendered female swimmer, the athlete, at one point, the swimmers, 41 of them, were going to boycott their last meet. And they met and they talked about it, the 41 biological females. This is from University of Pennsylvania. They decided not to do it because they were scared they didn't want to get in trouble at school. To, because they were, they wanted to say that the six foot four person that is like a six foot four, 180 pounds that has the perfect body to be a swimmer, there is no way that they can beat her. Uh, the, and I'm Leah Thomas. She wants to be called a she. I'm going to call her a she, whatever she wants to call it. But it doesn't, doesn't matter whatever you call her. It doesn't change the fact that she's a male. And it's not even the point of that because it's kind of like, well, how does that affect me? That's true. It's the point of, This is what the world has come to now, that people can't even state scientific facts, that if you say, well, hey, I want a therapeutic drug like hydroxychloroquine, the pharmacy won't fill it, or hey, I where are the antibody treatments, or I want this, or I you know, just because I'm white, I can't get the treatment. You can't say any of that because they'll say you're racist. No, we have to speak the truth. And the truth is they're not following the science. And that's what's happening here. They're not following the science with the transgender person, and they're not following the science when it comes to COVID because they're too afraid to say the truth. They want to be politically correct instead of saving lives. Well, I care more about saving lives than being politically correct. I don't know about you, but I think you agree with me. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening. Let's go to Jim from New Jersey. Hey, Lydia. Love the show. Love you. You're great. Thank you. So listen, I have something a little bit off topic. Okay, first, I just want to ask you a question. Do you trust the FBI and the Department of Justice? No, of course not. They're political organizations now. Okay, okay. That's exactly how I feel. So now this uh, Gazelle uh, Maxwell, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it I know. Right. It's 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 Ghislaine, apparently. It's Ghislaine. Ghislaine Maxwell. Ghislaine. The S is like silent. Okay. So they're going to be pressuring her to name names. Mm -hmm. And my thought process is that the name that they're going to be pressuring her to name is going to be, unfortunately, our former great president, President Donald Trump. And they're going to hold off on her until the October surprise when he runs for reelection. And it won't matter, just like Henry Reid said when he uh, had Mitt Romney not uh, said that he didn't pay his taxes for 10 years. It's not going to matter whether it's the truth or not. It's just a matter of him not being reelected. And I hope that the American public, which I am very, very um, uh, wise to all of these shenanigans, sees right through it because that's what they're going to do. They're going to they, they are going to do anything that they possibly can to keep him from becoming president again. I agree. I agree, Jim. And meanwhile, President Trump, former President Trump, was the only one that basically cut Jeffrey Epstein off. As soon as he found out that he was charged with sexually abusing girls, he cut him off. He kicked him out of Mar-a-Lago. You name it. So Trump's the only one that stood up and said, no, this guy's a creep. He's gross. I'm Lydia Serrano in for Greg Kelly. I'll be right back. I got a full board of calls. We got to talk about you know who that means, Kamala Harris. We are just a cackle. Can you believe she's a cackle away from becoming the president of the United States? I'll be right back.
This, this is the news and talk station of New York with Greg Kelly. Real, real New York 77 WABC. Welcome back to the Greg Kelly Show. I'm Lydia Serrani. The B is back, that song. Uh, apparently, Dick Morris uses that song whenever he wants to talk about Kamala Harris, which I find hilarious. Oh, Kamala Harris. She's a moron. That's that's what it comes down to. And that's why she laughs like that, because she's uncomfortable and she's nervous when she gets asked a question that she doesn't know the answer to, because it appears that she doesn't know the answer to most questions. She was asked about transitory inflation, transitory inflation. What that means is that inflation, they use that word. It Inflation just means a tax on the, on the poor and the middle class. Middle class, like me and you, upper middle class, because we're paying more for everything, right? And, uh, you think, oh, well, we're taxing the rich. Well, they're going to pass it down to us, everything. You know, if you, if you tax the CEO of a company, he's like, he's not going to eat the, the loss. He's going to pass down the costs to the consumers, you know? So she's asked, transitory means, oh, is it just going to be temporary? Well, we know it's not temporary. They lied to us, said it was temporary, but it's not. It's here to stay. It it started ever since uh, we knew when John, John Katzmatidis predicted it, that Biden, his first executive order was shutting down the Keystone Pipeline. We went from being energy independent to being energy dependent. And instead of Having that pipeline where we had, you know, all those great union jobs and we were able, we had so much oil, we were able to sell it and make money. So not only were, I mean, it was, it was fantastic, but because of like environmental concerns, which is complete BS, that's a whole other topic. You know, it's all about the Green New Deal, the electric cars, the batteries that are made in China by the slaves out there. And you see Pelosi, look at all the stock she has in Tesla. You see the stocks now she's got in Disney. Oh, there's some shady stuff going on there. Anyway, Kamala Harris, she's asked about transitory inflation, and you can tell she doesn't even know what it is or what it means. Number six. Was it wrong to consider inflation transitory? I mean, these price spikes seem like they're going to be with us for a while. We have to address the fact that we got to deal with the fact that folks are pay- paying for gas, paying for groceries, and are are are. I need solutions to it. So mm-hmm. let's talk about that. Short-term solution includes what we need to do around the supply chain, right? So we went to the ports of Los Angeles, Long Beach, Savannah, Georgia, and said, hey, guys. Oh, God. I had to cut it off early because she's just fumbling around and making no sense. And Oh, Kamala Harris. So as bad as uh, as Biden is, it's worse because he has no minds and she has a mind. But it's uh, she's just stupid. I don't know. God, how did she? It, oh, my God. And, you know, he picked her specifically as Charlemagne the God, you know, that urban radio host. He specifically said, I'm only going to vote for Biden if he picks a black female or if he picks as a VP. And that's the only reason why she got the job, because there are so many more intelligent people out there he could have picked. That's why I'm so sick and tired of people getting jobs specifically because they're a female or because they're a certain race. You know why? This Now you're going to hear why. It's not just because 
Kamala is incompetent and she should have never been picked. It's because people that are actually qualified for the job and maybe happen to be women or happen to be minorities, then they're going to get stigmatized and people are going to say, well, that person only got that job because he's a, because he's black or because she's a woman or this or that. And maybe that person just happened to be the most qualified. That's why we should only be hiring people based on if they can do the job. It does, it shouldn't matter what, what is dangling or not dangling between their legs. It shouldn't matter. It should not matter what color they are because we are doing a disservice then to everybody. Uh, let's go to the calls. Let's go to Susan from Brooklyn. Hey, Lydia. You're doing a great job filling in for our Greg. Thank you. <laughs> and I really I want to compliment you because you were you've spoken quite a bit about vitamin D, and you not only spoke about taking it, you said the levels in your blood have to be high enough, and that is critical because if the levels in the blood are not high enough, the killer cells are not activated to go after the microbial invasion. Now, I just got off of the Internet. There's a, a study by the National Institute of Health mm-hmm. how this um, deficiency in vitamin D, which you mentioned, is associated with hospitalization of COVID patients. Yep. Now, why then aren't we mandating and giving away vitamin D3, which is very inexpensive, because that's what they're saying about the vaccine. It keeps you out of the hospital. But right. it's billions of dollars, just like they, they got rid of hydroxychloroquine, which Cuomo wrote the executive order. So his, he's got a lot to answer for. And I do believe that there has to be consequences for this, this collusion that's going on. Thank you, Susan. I, I agree. It just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And somebody wrote to me and I have to look into it if it's true. And they said if they the vaccine, they'll make more money on it per because they don't want the money to go to waste because they bought all these vaccines. So they spent all this money and, you know, it's because it's inexpensive and they can't make any money off the antiviral pills and the vitamin D pills and all that stuff. That's why they're not pushing it. I hope to God that's not true. I hope to God that's not true, but you you can't help but wonder because Governor Cuomo, during the height of the pandemic, when everybody was calling him a hero and calling themselves Cuomo sexuals, you remember that? You remember that? They were like, they were saying he's the most eligible bachelor. And then it turns out he was a creep and he was groping women behind closed doors. He was disgusting. And everybody was obsessed and in love with him and wanting him to be their boyfriends and all this and that. It was only us here at WABC Radio that were like, he's mishandling this. People are dying in the hospitals. People are dying in the nursing homes. 15,000 people died because of his nursing home mandate requiring them to take in COVID positive patients, which he doesn't need to do because we got the ship. We got the USNS Comfort. We got the Jacob Javits Center. We've got the hospital, Westchester County Center. We got all these open facilities ready to take in COVID positive patients. Why would we shove them back into the nursing homes, right? And it turns out, it was because of money. It turns out Melissa DeRosa's father and her brother are part of a lobbying firm. They're the bigwigs at a hospital lobbying firm that works with Cuomo. God only knows what deals were made. God only knows how much money was exchanged. And then we find out that he fudged the numbers, right, on how many people actually died in the nursing homes. He undercounted it because in the process he was getting a book deal worth $5 million, Blood money. 
You know, we, we talk about Judas Iscariot. We talk about, you know, how he betrayed Jesus for a couple of, you know, what was it, 30 pieces of silver? What about Cuomo? You call yourself a Christian? You call yourself a Catholic? And, and you sold your soul to the devil for a couple million bucks? I don't know about you, but I, I would never do it. I would never do that. If he knew what he was doing was wrong. And that's why he is fachazi. My mom, she's she's listening. She's going to be upset with me. And so is my sister and maybe my husband and all these other Albanians. They know what fachazi means. It means evil face. Because he is evil. Somebody that puts money before life, before doing the right thing, is evil. You are evil. And, you know, even if he's not held accountable on this earth, I promise you, he will be held accountable. He will be. Let's go to the calls. Uh, let's go to David from Los Angeles. I called initially to comment on Fauci's uh, comment about the patient testing of COVID, but something I want to weigh in on that you mentioned since then regarding Leah Thomas, the male swimmer, mm-hmm. when you said, gee, you said, and, and by the way, I agree with you 100% on everything you say, but this one, I have to disagree. Because you said, gee, if she wants to be called she, that's fine. I'm okay with that. That's the problem. Mm. We have been brainwashed and the media and everybody calls him her. This is Emperor's New Clothes of Mm. today. The dude's got a deeper voice than Darth Vader and still has his jingle jangles jingling. (laughs) So the thing is, the media needs to say he, Mm. him, and stop saying she, her. That's what opened the door to Mm. all of this. First, we accept them as a woman when it's a man, and then we want to be compassionate and support their dream and don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But what about the feelings of the real women and their voices are being squelched? They're told not to say anything. And uh, this is very so. So I hear you saying, hmm, so thank you for. Well, David, you bring up a good point. You're, you're right, because it starts from something small. And, and I do, I wrestle with that because I don't want to offend somebody. And if that makes them happy, I'll call them a different name and a different thing, a pronoun. But you're right. I mean, words have meaning. The lines keep getting shifted. Now, regarding Fauci, for him to come out and say, well, gee, people are going in for a broken leg or diabetes or a heart problem. Then they're being tested for COVID. That's been the case since day one. Yep. So that says to me. That says to me, this is opening the door for them to say, we're not going to test unless there are symptoms. Don't go around testing just randomly because 2022 big business is putting a lot of pressure for a comeback. Like Live Nation, I'll be brief, they do all the concerts and they got the whole country booked up now and people are raring to get out there. And, you know, there's a, you, there's no way that stuff can get canceled now. So I think the not testing is the right thing to do. And I think that's what this indicates. And now I'd like to hear your opinion. David, I agree with you. I agree with you. There are some deeper indications here. We have some of the most intelligent listeners here. And this is why WABC was on top of the bail reform. We were on top of the nursing home crisis because we were hearing from the real people. You know how we found out? We were the first ones, by the way, to break it, that migrants were being flowed in the dead of night to Westchester County Airport, right? And coming through there. We were the first ones. You know why? Because somebody called it in. I I was on the radio. Somebody called in and they said, you got to let John Katzmatidis know I don't want to give my name, but migrants are being flown in. Nobody knows about it. 
We were the first ones. And then the COVID crisis in the nursing homes, we were getting calls from people in the nursing homes themselves. We were getting calls from I believe oh, this woman, I forgot what her oh my goodness, I think her name was Susan from Brooklyn. And her parents actually died inside the nursing homes and she couldn't get to see them. And so we were actually hearing from all of you. And then just recently now with the Applebee's, the SWAT team going in, with the the, the kid being terrified because he didn't have his mask on and 911 was called and the people weren't vaccinated. So the cops showed up. I got cops that direct messaged me on social media to let me know that they don't agree with it, but they're powerless because they have to listen to their lieutenants. They have to listen to their commanders or captains that this is what they have to do. They have to go and and go into these restaurants, but they don't want to. So that's why it is so important to have these phone lines open, to have you guys call us and have you guys also be the eyes and ears on the ground telling us what's going on and then you can use me as your vessel to speak the truth because I'm the one behind the microphone right and and you guys so far so good and so thank you David because I do think there's some sort of business deal going on that we are going to hear about down the line with Live Nation there is some sort something going on because it is it's it is interesting that all of a sudden they're now saying the cloth masks don't work which we knew from the beginning we know that masks period don't work. The only ones that do work are the KN95 ones, but those are extremely uncomfortable and they're very hard to endure for long periods of time. Now we're hearing that the COVID at home tests, they're not reliable, right? That's what we're hearing now, that you can get a false negative, that you can actually be positive and test negative, and then you can spread it. And I suspect that is why the Biden administration has not signed those contracts for those 500 million tests that they were promising us next month because they're finding out that the, it's, it's going to be a waste of money, right? So that's another thing. And now we're hearing that people that are being hospitalized, we're hearing it from Fauci. Let's refresh your memory for those of you just uh, listening in now. This is what Fauci said about kids. Now, all throughout the media, right? If you look at any media station, CNN, hospitalizations, oh, my God, among children, how is you not getting your kid vaccinated? I, I love you, Dr. Siegel, but even you said it to me that I should get my kid vaccinated, and I pushed back, and I said, listen, I understand the hospitalization rates are going up, but it's not necessarily because of COVID. And I was right because even Dr. Fauci is and has now been forced, forced, because I, I believe he didn't do this on his own, has been forced to tell the truth. Number two, if you look at the children who are hospitalized, many of them are hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. And what we mean by that, if a child goes in the hospital, they automatically get tested for COVID. And they get counted as a COVID hospitalized individual when, in fact, they may go in for a broken leg. And if they're doing that with kids, I can guarantee you they're doing that with adults like David from L.A. said, which is what they've been doing 
from the beginning. We've been talking about this from the beginning. They're pulling the wool over our eyes, but we see the truth and we're going to continue speaking the truth. I got a phone line open. Look at that. 1-800-848-WABC. That number is 1-800-848-WABC. I'm Lydia Serrana. You can follow me on Facebook. Lydia is L-I-D-I-A. C-U, and my last name is C-U-R-A-N-A-J. And you can also follow me on social media, on Twitter. It's Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S. That's Twitter. And on Instagram, it's Lydia News 1. And I love hearing from you guys. I'm in for Greg Kelly, and we'll be right back. This this is the news and talk station of New York with Greg Kelly. Real, real New York 77 WABC. P-P-P-N, no info for the P-P-N. Federal agents mad cause I'm flagrant, not myself, but I'm home in the basement. My teeth clean, stay clean. Triple B, never for dream. I be that. Catch a seat at all events, bent. Girls in holsters, girls on shoulders, play what I told you. Be a mice to me, bruise too much. I lose too much. Step on stage, the girls boo too much. I guess it's something wrong with Oh, more money, more problems. I had to play this song because we got to talk about our girl Pelosi. We got to talk. She always sounds like she's like on pain pills or something, like her teeth are about to fall out of her mouth. Uh, this is what, so Pelosi, okay, let's, she is a speaker of the house, okay? That salary is about $185,000 a year. That's, that's, that's good money, $185,000 a year. But how at $185,000 a year salary, she's now worth over $300 million. She flies in a private Air Force 757. And let's not forget that infamous $30,000 refrigerator with the ice cream, you know, with the glass door that we would, you know, which fridge I'm talking about. That's when we realized just how rich, rich she is. She's got to look at her fridge. That's all you got to do. That's why. How did she make all this money? So she and, and remember when they talked about the billionaire tax, she was like, oh, and so now they're talking about, hey, you know, maybe they shouldn't be allowed. They should disclose where they're investing their money, this and that, the politicians. And she shut it down. She shut it down. Take a listen. This is a free market and people we have a free market economy that should be able to participate in that. Oh, yeah. Participate it. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I have a, I don't have a problem with participating and, and enjoying our capitalistic economy and society because this is what America is about. And, you know, anybody can come from nothing and make something of themselves. I, I have no problem with that. What I do have a problem with is when you push a certain agenda so you can align your pockets and you can add zeros to your bank account. Because that is why she has been pushing this Green New Deal. That is why she doesn't care if gas goes to $5 a gallon. She doesn't care if your milk is $5 a gallon and all these. They, they don't, she doesn't care. She's rich because she's making way more than that by investing in and buying stock before it really hits the roof for in Tesla and all these other organizations and the solar panels and the batteries and all this other stuff. Cause she's getting, you know, this is like insider trading. Why did Martha Stewart go to jail? Remember Martha Stewart went to jail for like insider trading. Speaker Pelosi should go to jail and not just for what happened on January 6th. And that is why I am one of the few 
like if you want to call me a Republican or whatever you want to call me, uh, I mean, I like to just say I'm an American because I like to vote for the best person. Where what is her role? Where was she? Where was she and why was the ball dropped when Donald Trump, President Trump, said on January 5th that there should be 10,000 National Guards, men, women at the Capitol? Why was that ball dropped? Why was that warning not heeded? We know that who is in charge of the National Guard? Who is in charge of the Capitol Police? Who's in charge of doing all that? Speaker Pelosi. So I am one of the few that say, bring it on, January 6th committee. Let's get it all out there. Let's subpoena all the text messages, all the records, not just Rudy Giuliani's, not just Steve Bannon and all these other people. What about Pelosi? What did she know? What did she know? Hmm, because she knows a lot. She knows a lot. Yes, she does. Straight up evil lady. Evil. Evil. She's going to burn in hell. Okay, let's go to the calls. Let's, uh, sorry, sorry for the rants, but she's an evil woman. Like, it's really, to me, this is like frightening. Okay, let's go to Jeff from Westchester. Hi, Lydia. Hey, Jeff. You're live with Lydia. Hi. I'm in for Greg. Thank you. I'm calling from the tennis court in uh, Scarsdale Middle School. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, you, you're, you're great. I know you're, uh, you have those duties at 5 o'clock during the week, but there's no way your voice can be utilized properly in that format. And, and, and I hope you get a, an hour or two-hour gig along the way. Um, my point today is that, as you know, there is a medical industrial complex, and you have a doctor who said that the greatest gift in the universe were the vaccines, and his name is Dr. Siegel. You also have Dr. Mikolos, with all due respect. To me, he's like a Tower of Babel. 95% of those hospitalized, unvaccinated, 95% of deaths, unvaccinated. I just feel there's so many other doctors out there that could be uh, heard from uh, as part of your template of guests. That's my point for today. All right. Well, thank you, Jeff, for calling in. And you know what it is? It's that Dr. Mikolos, he is not a he does not go on opinions. He never states his opinion because he's a doctor, and rightfully so. If you are a man of science, you should only go by the science. You should only go by the data. So that's what he does. He goes by the data. And the data does show that the most people that are being – and he's he's speaking accurately because the people that are being hospitalized as a result of COVID, not just with COVID, as a result of COVID, they're unvaccinated. And that, that is a fact. That That is a fact. And there's a study out of Texas that also showed, and we know Texas, which way they lean, you know, where which my most. So this is not a political thing, that you are 20 times more likely to die if you are unvaccinated of COVID. But we also know there's therapeutics and 99-something percent of people survive COVID. But you don't want to get this thing. You do not want to get this thing. Let's go to Mark from Queens. Hi, Lydia. Hey. You've got the bully pulpit. You mentioned 500 murders this year. Mm -hmm. There must have been a couple of thousand people maimed, home invasions, thrown in front of subway trains. This is all the blame of your New York State Assemblymen and your New York State Senators who individually, through a roll call vote scan, have to be exposed to get things changed right now your family my family you and me we never know when we walk out of our house 
when one of these criminals are going to attack us, or we don't know when they're going to break into our house with guns and pistol whip us. You have the bully pulpit. You've got to get the roll call vote of the bail reform deadly law that these legislatures from the state put in in 2019. Am I making my point? I haven't heard you make make one. I'm agreeing with you. About any of these New York state. Oh, no, no. I've been talking about Carl Hasey. I've been talking about Andrea Stewart Cousins. I have been talking about them all along. And you know what? At the end of the day, it was Governor Cuomo who signed off on that radical bill. It was him. And I, we've talked about, uh, Kaputsky. We, we don't call him Kaminsky here. We call him Kaputsky. And we, I I like to think that we here at WABC Radio, specifically John Katzbatidi's Cats at Night, we were instrumental. He was instrumental, excuse me, in making sure that red wave, that common sense wave, not even red, I'm just going to say common sense prevailed in Long Island and that Kaputsky was kicked to the curb. Todd Kaminsky, who wrote the bail reform bill, he was kicked to the curb. And instead, we got somebody instead who nobody thought ever, ever heard of before. And she became the district attorney out in Long Island because people are sick and tired of criminals running the streets. So yes, we have been calling out the right people and enough is enough. And Governor Hochul, she could easily, I, I, I mean, I know she can't do it by executive order. I, I know the fact that they passed this bail reform and 90 something percent of crimes are not even eligible for bail. I mean, isn't that insane? You could push somebody. Oh, my God. I've been talking about this because it's so frustrating. But to put it in perspective, you can shoot yourself up with drugs. You can push somebody on to the train tracks and really nothing happens to you. You get maybe you get apprehended, but then before the paperwork is even done, you're probably out on the streets. Yet, if you go into the Burger King, you go into the McDonald's without your mask on or don't have a vaccination card and refuse to leave, God help you, the SWAT team comes in. That is the world we're living in right now. It's a bizarro upside down world. Okay. Now I'm not saying people should be trespassing and staging sit-ins and all these and that, you know, at the restaurants and, and all that. I don't want chaos, but I understand why they're doing it. I, I understand why they're doing it because it doesn't make any sense. The reason why they decriminalized everything is to make, the, they're cooking the books to make things look better, make it look like the city is safer so then they can go on this platform and say, and the reason they decriminalized everything was to empty the jails. God only knows the kickbacks that are happening here. They don't care if there's criminals because they have armed personnel. You have the new city comptroller, right? That Brad Lander guy, he's talked about defunding the police and now he's going to have armed security. I mean, what is going on here? Pelosi, all these people that want to defund the police, don't care about cops. They've all got armed security, including Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who right about now is probably enjoying another martini, margarita down in South Beach. You know, Uh, I mean, could you imagine? Could you imagine if she was a Republican, a conservative? You got high COVID infection rate, one of the highest in the country right there in the Bronx, your constituents. They can't get a test. They can't get the antibody treatments, this and that. She's been so critical of DeSantis. And meanwhile, look where she is. She is chilling, chilling like a villain. I'm Lydia Serrano in for Greg Kelly. I got one line open. I will get to you, Mike Moshi. Uh, oh, I see an anonymous nurse. Oh, let's, we'll talk up to her. Andrew. Sean, Ernest, and my girl Judy. We'll be right back. Talk 
Radio. This, this is the news and talk station of New York with Greg Kelly. Real, real New York 77 WABC. Breaking news, WABC. Betty White has died at the age of 99. Betty White, the nation's golden girl. Oh, she's she died at the age of 99. I remember we were talking about her, you know, what she was going to do for her uh, 100th birthday. So Betty White, what was her name again in the Golden Girls? I'm trying to think. What was her name? Rose Nyland. Rose Nyland of the Golden Girls. That's what I know her from. But all the Golden Girls, even Sophia and Dorothy and Blanche Devereaux. I love that show. So, yes, again, Betty White. Has died at the age of 99. Oh, um, well, nice, happy, long life. If only we could uh, be as lucky as her, right? To grow old and, wow, all right, with great life and a great legacy. I am Lydia Serrani in for Greg Kelly. We got a full board of phone calls. We were talking about bail reform, about the crimes kind of getting out of control in the new year. Will anything change, you know? Will anything change? Governor Hochul. Uh, you know, I'm so disappointed in her. I'm so disappointed that she has gone so woke, so whack. I don't even want to call her woke. She's whack. She's really, you're going to say that racism is a public health crisis now. You're going to institute some new provisions about who should get an antibody treatment, a life-saving treatment based on the color of their skin versus an actual medical condition or their, I mean, really? Really? This is what's come to? If she wanted to, she could have really put the pressure. As the governor of New York, she could have really put the pressure on the city council and on 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 everything to change this bail reform law. And I really thought, because I heard a lot of good things about her, I really thought that she was going to do that. Because you ask anybody, I'm telling you, go right here in Midtown. Nine out of ten people will tell you. If you tell them a crime, right, and you say, hey, so you you hit somebody in the head with a brick. You think you should be held in jail? Do you think there should be a bail? They're going to be like, yeah, okay, that's that's not a bail eligible offense. How about smashing the cars of pol- patrol cars outside of a police department and you've got 12 arrests under your belt? Do you think that should be eligible for bail? I can guarantee you 99% of people will say, absolutely, that's not eligible for bail. I mean, if you go through... All of the crimes and all the things that have been going on here, that is why we have crime out of control. The cops are doing, they're arresting people. They are. They're doing a lot of arrests. They're working hard. They're getting a lot of, they're getting a record number of guns off the streets. But if I was a cop, can I be honest? I'm going to be honest. If I was a cop, I wouldn't even bother. I, I'd almost not bother. Like, I know I would lose my job. I'd be a horrible cop because I would just be like, you know, this is ridiculous. I would definitely not have gone into the Applebee's. And I said, no, this is not what I signed up for. I'm not going in there to terrorize some poor little kid and her mom who's trying to have a meal. So I wouldn't make a good cop because I, I that is just so ridiculous to me. And I would tell my commander, what's the point of me arresting this person if they're just going to get out on the streets before I can even finish the paperwork? We are seeing that it's a small number of people that commit the crimes. By and large, most people are good people. Really, they are. And they are law abiding. But it's this, this small element of people. And they're the ones, recidivists, that keep committing the same crimes. You keep hearing it over and over. This one had 30 30 arrests, this one 12, this and that. That's what I'm talking about. Why aren't judges allowed to use their discretion and say, listen, I understand that, 
you vandalize a couple of cars, but you've got 12 arrests and you've attacked quite a few people. Guess what? You're staying behind bars because you know who's doing that? Jersey, they're doing that. New Jersey. By the way, Governor Murphy's in like Costa Rica. Could you imagine if he was a Republican? There's this COVID surge and he was out on vacation. And I'm not saying he shouldn't be on vacation. See, I'm not like these people. I'm not like them where I'm just going to criticize somebody based on them being a Democrat. I'm going to criticize you if you do something wrong. And I don't think him being on vacation is doing anything wrong. I'm just saying, could you imagine if it was Governor DeSantis, if he went on vacation right now, they'd be going nuts. They'd be going nuts. And that's why nobody's talking about AOC being on vacation. She deserves to be. Everybody deserves to be on vacation if they want to be. But, you know, her constituents are suffering. So why isn't she doing anything about it? She could actually be doing something about it because we do have an antibody shortage. We do have a testing shortage. She could be getting those testing kits out and going door to door and doing stuff. But she's having margaritas with her boyfriend. So there you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Let's go to uh, uh, the anonymous nurse from Manhattan. Hi, Lydia. Thank you for taking my call. Boy, would I like to talk to you alone sometime, because I know a lot of stuff. But as a medical professional, and I consider myself an ethical human being, I could never prefer or withhold medication, life-saving medication, based on somebody's skin color. That is genocide. And if you look around the world at all the communist countries, you look at Pol Pot, you look at the communist Chinese in Tibet, you go down to the Uyghurs, anywhere where they're they're preferring preferring certain people based on their race or their background, that is genocide. And if Hochul should get sick and be taken in with COVID or anything else, I hope they apply the same rule to her because she's white that they apply to everybody else. It is outrageous and i cannot imagine america going in this direction i i it, it's it's crazy i think uh i have to bring up mayor lightfoot because beetlejuice you know i, I don't you know i don't want to make fun of the way she looks she can't help how she looks right she can't help that she tugs like this and she <laughs> like her eyes are bugging out of her head and she looks completely deranged and she is deranged listen to what she said about police listen to what she said and keep in mind This is the same woman that during the BLM riots had the whole block around her home blocked off with police. Number seven. If we rely upon law enforcement only, we're going to fail. And that's what's happened in way too many uh, places across the country. Wow. (laughs) So who are we supposed to call? You know, those two legislators, those two Democrats that voted for defunding of the police and they were carjacked. They didn't call a violence interrupter. They called 911. They called the police. You're seeing it now in Seattle and all these other places that they want to get rid of the police force. Now they're like, ooh, yeah, let's let's put the resources back in there because of people like us, the constituents saying, I, di- I didn't sign up for this. But this is what you get when you vote Democrat. You, you got the Upper West Side. It's a it's a staunch Democratic stronghold, right? Over there, it's a Democratic. It, it, you can't. And people there, they spend millions of dollars on these beautiful apartments because it's kind of like a residential neighborhood within the city, right? And you you go there, everybody has kids and they're walking around the strollers. They didn't sign up for a, a homeless hotel with crackheads on the corners and prostitutes turning tricks and this and that, but that's what's happening. And you know what? They deserve it. They, they deserve it because you voted for this. You voted for these radicals. 
I'm not even going to call them Democrats. You voted for it. You voted for this person without doing your due diligence to find out exactly what they were for. And we should not be voting anybody into office that is for chaos, for anarchy, and that hates America. Because at the end of the day, that's what they they hate America. Because if they loved America, they would know that we need law and order. If they truly wanted to get COVID under control, they would close the border. They would stop this. At the very least, they would test the people coming across the border. We're we're telling 184,000 you know, people that work here in New York City that if you don't get vaccinated, regardless if you have natural immunity, regardless if you have a medical condition, regardless of all of that, you better get vaccinated. Otherwise, you will lose your job. I am for vaccines, okay, because I have done my I know there's been myocarditis and there's other issues. I, I, I understand that. But when it comes to adults, for vulnerable people, the statistics show that if you're vaccinated, you will survive COVID. So I am for science. I am for vaccines. However, if you have antibodies, if you had COVID, or if you have a heart problem, or if you have other kind of underlying health conditions that will preclude you from getting the vaccine, then you shouldn't be forced to get it, and you shouldn't lose your job over it. That's what I have a really big problem with. Uh, let's go to Mike from Queens. Hi, Lydia. Hi, Lydia. Hey, Mike. Love your work on every show that you're on. Thank you so much. Uh, The the governor thinks they should distribute treatment by race. That is racism. Right. But more important than that, the real public health crisis is the stupidity of virus that afflicts mostly our politicians. Absolutely. And the misinformation. You think I I, I got to ask you, Mike, do you think because I I wrestle with it. Do you think they're stupid or they're crazy or they're evil. Which one do you think it is? It's all the above. Some are stupid. Some are evil. Uh, if you if you read the communist propaganda from sixty years ago, uh, that's what all this is based on, and they're all students of this communist propaganda. Some of them are uh, purposely uh, promoting this propaganda, and some of them are just useful idiots. Yeah, I, I think AOC is just stupid. I think she's just a, yeah, like a stupid and she kind of just fell into this and filled this hole that we needed. And, you know, she's, she's, I guess she's kind of well-spoken, you know, she went and she's cute and she's pretty. Remember they were like all going nuts about the color of her lipstick and everything. And she's very popular on social media and, but my God, she's an idiot. She doesn't know what she's talking about. She's even admitted so much. She's even said she doesn't know anything about foreign policy. And remember when she voted present for the Iron Dome, you know, the Israeli, the Iron Dome, she she voted present and then she was crying. (laughs) She cried. She was crying while she voted for it. She was like getting consoled by Rashida Tlaib, who is a complete anti-Semite, along with Ilhan Omar. By the way, right here out, outside of our studios, I remember there was the uh, Free Palestine uh, – no, it was a BLM march. It was a BLM march of Free Palestine. Yeah, it was like com- in com- combination, right? They were protesting Free Palestine and right across the street over here too, some uh, – People with the yarmulkes, they were attacked by some Muslim teenagers and stuff like that. So uh, they were handing out leaflets for communist, like communist manifesto stuff at the BLM pro-Palestine. So it's all intertwined. So AOC staffer that called Israel an ethno 
what did she call it? An ethno indigenous, whatever crap, whatever, you know, they, they try to use these like big fancy words to basically say that Israel is racist. You know, they're part, they're, they're part of communism. They, they want the communism and nobody's looking to break into Russia. Nobody's looking to break into Cuba or Venezuela. I'll tell you back in the day, definitely not Albania either. It's, it's people like us that have been through that that we realize just how bad communism and socialism is. And that's why we're so dead set against it. We hear the stories from our parents. We know it doesn't work. We know that people should work hard for their money. And, you know, I, I don't, I, and the government should, you shouldn't give out free money. It's not a good thing for the government to give you free money. You know why? Because then you're beholden to them. And then they're lowering the bar. And then they're, you're, they rule you. They control you. That's what money is. Money equals power and it equals control. You should be control of your own destiny and your own life. And if you want to become rich, that's up to you. And, and God wants us to be successful. Otherwise, he wouldn't have given us our brains to, to be able to use them. There is nothing wrong with being successful. Yet the, the radical wing of the Democratic Party wants to demonize the wealthy and demonize the successful. That's what they want to do. Like Elon Musk. You had Elizabeth Warren claiming who I don't even know how she's still in office with that whole lying about being Native American. Elon Musk, he's worth $30 billion. She's like, he needs to pay his fair share. Last year, he paid $11 billion in taxes. $11 billion. How much more of his fair share should the guy have to pay? Like, this is ridiculous. Why? Be- Stop being like jealous. That's what I feel like it almost is that I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But all we got to do is just keep, you know, keep, keep talking, keep voicing our concern and, and holding our leaders accountable. And maybe that's the only way. Maybe Hochul needs to be sued for this bail reform. A, a, a poor mother that loses her child to some gangbanger that's been out multiple times. Maybe the mother of that, that slain victim needs to sue the city, needs to sue city council. Oh, no, that's right. They have that, what, qualified immunity. You can't do it. Hmm. Anyway, uh, let's go to who should I talk to? Uh, let's go to Leon from Long Branch, New, Jer- New Jersey. Hello, Lydia. How are you? I'm good, Leon. Good. Um, I have a question regarding this, uh, quote, uh, basketball or a swimmer. Okay. And if you, if I declared that I was somebody else that I'm not, I would wind up with a weekly appointment at a psychiatrist's office. I would wind up in the old days off the street where I belonged. But none of these people are declared mentally incompetent. They are they have a mental issue, I believe. I agree. Of course some people don't. And uh, your call screener, I gotta give him credit. He ran me around the hoop to try to, you know, get me to get upset about it. But <laughs> uh, my point is my point oh, is uh he he is a he's a mental case. Why isn't it, if, I'll guarantee you that if every one of these people who want to be what they want to be were declared a mental case, they would say, you know what, I'm fine. I'm a woman. I'm a man. I'll be what I want in my house. I'll be what I want with my friends. But guess what? In real life, I'll be whatever I am supposed to be. 
Thank, Leon, I, I agree with you. I do believe it's some sort of body dysmorphic disorder and it's a mental illness. What kind of society are we that our insurance, insurance companies have to, they have to pay it for, say, sex reassignment or, uh, top surgeries, as they call it, where they remove the breasts and these injections and all that. Insurance will pay for that. But if you want to get your kid counseling and therapy, like the chance of you finding a psychiatrist that'll help you and it'll be covered by your insurance is slim to none. Michael Jackson had body dysmorphic disorder. You remember that? That's why he kept getting all those surgeries on his nose. He was made fun of by his brothers, by his father for having a big nose. So then he kept getting surgery to make it smaller and smaller to the point where it fell off. Karen Carpenter, the most famous case of anorexia in the world. Remember her? Could you imagine? She became skin and bones at the in the end. And she was so gifted. And could you imagine if she had said, well, I'm, I'm fat, so I, I should get liposuction. Back then, if a doctor had given her the surgery, she or I need a in order to be skinnier, I need to have uh, what's that? You're my stomach stapled or something like that. That that doctor would have been in jail. What? Why are we not treating this like we've treated other mental body dysmorphic issues? I I don't understand where you know where we've gone so wrong we are doing these people a disservice and their suicide rate is still high and in the process we have so many people that uh, you know are suffering as a result this leah thomas she took away opportunities from so many other college athletes that deserve those accolades it's not fair it's not right and you know why i'm talking about it because it's not going away it's only getting worse and it's going to happen in more sports in more places in more things this is just the beginning this is just the beginning you think it's bad about the antibody treatments that they're they're giving preference to people that are non-white now look it's happening it's now it's happening where the woke is a directly this woke hypocrisy this woke democracy whatever you want to call it is now affecting your life i'm lydia serrano in for greg kelly we'll be right back this this is the news and talk station of new york with greg kelly real real new york 77 wabc The city is cold and empty. Oh, the weekend. The weekend is almost here. Uh, I love him. I do. He's got a great voice. Welcome back to The Greg Kelly Show. I'm Lydia Serrani. We've covered a lot of topics. I can't believe poor Betty White's dead. She was beautiful. She's smart. She was a comedic genius. Betty White, dead at 99. Oh, let's go to Sean from the Bronx. Sean, what part of the Bronx are you calling from? I'm in uh, Norville. Norwood? Norwood, yes. Yeah, oh, Norwood. That's where I'm I, from. I, I know. To... Oh, you're right, right around over there. Oh, I don't want to mention any names. You'll probably know everybody there. I went to so see Brendan's. Best... You went to Brendan's, right? But uh, I had to take a hike and go over to a little further away because my mom would drop me off. 
at school. But the thing was, um, I bet we have common friends and stuff. Well, maybe I know you, the older guys. Yeah. The ones, you know. But the thing is, um, I like to say, and I went to scale in high school. Um, the thing with this, plus, first of all, it was Betty White related to Betty Crocker. And I'm glad I'm getting on before Judy because Judy would take the whole show right to the end. <laughs> I just want to say something. We got, it's true, right, isn't it? I, I just want to say something. Yeah, she's not. She's tremendous. Judy is tremendous. I kid around about her, but she's. I wanted to get him as get Dick Morris is going to have his. He took her number. He's getting ready to work for the Clintons again if he's taking ladies' numbers. But the thing is, um, you're looking at people individually. Two of these criminals. I mean, I grew up in New York City. I lived in this city my whole life. I could have left any time I wanted. I stayed here, and I know it's an individual thing, and it's crazy. You should have seen what I had to do on this on, on the uh, when I was waiting for the train a couple of weeks ago. You would laugh. I would tell you privately. I mean. What I had to do, because a lunatic was running around the uh, platform and stuff like that. Yeah, we got a lot of lunatics running around there. A lot of them are running around in the, uh, you know, in the Oval Office. They're running around in Albany. They're running around and we got to stop them. We got to stop them. The midterms, we got to take back the House. We can take back the Senate. We can take back the White House, but they're going to do everything they can to stop Trump from running again. That's why they want to indict him. That's why they want him to get arrested, because they want to stop him, because he wants to drain the swamp. Uh, but I sure miss a mean tweet. I really do. We're going to see gas prices go even higher. Everything's getting worse. But we got to keep talking. We got to keep holding people accountable, because I do see the pendulum swinging back towards the middle. I'm sorry, Roger, we couldn't get to your call. Shannon, Gregory, Frank, Andrew, Frank, and Judy, thank you so much. Um, start playing this music. I want you to play a little bit of this song. Friend, travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. Oh, Betty White. You know, we're going to use this song if you threw a part. Yeah, I love the Golden Girls. You would be the biggest gift would be to me. And the card attached would say thank you for being a... Thank you all for listening to me. Thank you for being my friend. Thank you guys for always supporting me. I It's been an honor to fill in for Greg Kelly. And I will be on tonight, 5 o'clock. John Katzmatidis, Cats at Night. And coming up, America's Mayor, Rudy Giuliani. Because I can-